Hi everyone, this is Florence Brummer. Welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall lover of popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999. Yes, that means I'm starting my 20th year of my law practice. Throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have the magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living your best life and enjoying your work and time off. So for this week's podcast, I'm going to discuss the new year and what that means to me and what's happened to me over the last couple of weeks. So in the last few weeks, I didn't record any podcasts. I had the intention of doing maybe little bonus podcasts um, to do some movie reviews or maybe some tips on what I was doing. Um, But in the last couple of weeks, I've had a combination of trying to get some relaxation in, um, scheduled family time, and a lot of work. More work than I was hoping for during this last couple of weeks. I was I was hoping it would be a lot more quiet, but it wasn't. And I want to talk about um, how I've been dealing with that. So I know a lot of times you hear the phrase, new year, new you. And in fact, there's a, a new horror movie on Hulu with that title. Um, but in my thought, it's not a new you. It's it's the same old you, but how are you going to treat the new year? And I, in my mind, I don't try to think of the new year as this line of the sand where everything changes. But generally, it's a chance for me to consider some things that have happened over the year just because it tends to be a more quiet time. Usually I'm not in court as much and a lot of times people aren't scheduling meetings. Like I said, I ended up being more busy than I anticipated, but it is different. Um, A lot of the judges are gone, so you're not in court on a daily basis and you do just have some time to, to consider things. And in the, my last show, which was on December 16th, I talked about my hopes for the holiday time. In my mind, I had this vision of so much quiet time. I figured with the way that the holiday fell on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day being on Monday and Tuesday, and the same with New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, I figured that week between Christmas and New Year's would be super quiet. I figured those few days after New Year's, things would start to pick up again, but I was really hoping for more quiet. It didn't get exactly what I wanted. Um, luckily, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, I would n- I have a policy. I'm never going to work those two days. In the past, the courts actually used to ca- schedule hearings pretty regularly on Christmas Eve, and there were a few Christmas Eves where I actually had court, not an emergency hearing, just something that the courts had scheduled on December 24th. And I've noticed in the last several years, 
either they're not doing that or judges are doing their schedules different or whatever the case may be. Or maybe they just realized they were getting a lot of motions to continue. Who knows? I just, those days end up not being court days. So I had some family in town um, the week right before Christmas. It seemed, you know, you can't control when family comes into town. And it seemed like it would be a good time because I figured, hey, it's right before Christmas. So we can do some kind of Christmas activities together. We took a, t- a quick two-day trip to California and went to Universal Studios and did Grinchmas. And that was a lot of fun. But it was a very, very busy week. And then to try to get ready for Christmas in those last couple of days. And then, of course, if you're running a business or if you're working for a business and you have staff that works for you or with you, you know that during that holiday time, a lot of your staff is gone. So I also had that as a situation Um, One of my staff members traveled and was gone for several days, and the other staff member um, took several days off during that time. Like I said, it wasn't exactly what I was hoping. December 26th, which is usually the most quiet day in the history of the world, ended up being busy. I noticed in the morning the phone rang off the hook. And I just went to the office. I didn't have meetings scheduled. So I went to the office in my uh, yoga pants and a t-shirt and I put my hair up in a bun. It was not pretty. But um, I figured I'm not going to see anybody today. Someone actually called and wanted to come in and do a will. And I said, I'm not prepared for that today. I don't have staff. It's it's just completely shut down here. But the morning on the phone was really busy. And I really was tied up from about 9 till noon or 1 on the phone. And pretty much the same thing the next day. The phone was very busy in the morning and then got quiet in the afternoon. That Friday, December 28th, ended up being pretty quiet. Um, And this last couple of days has been difficult. January 2nd was quiet, but um, the 3rd and the 4th were very, very busy. I had, um, I worked till 11 p.m. on that Thursday, and I worked till 8 p.m. on Friday. So it's not exactly what I want to do, but at least I did get, you know, I was able to enjoy the holidays with my family on New Year's Eve. um, New Year's Eve, to me, I hate to go out on New Year's Eve. I don't want to risk the traffic or accidents. And plus it rained. And in Arizona, rain is a total bummer. So uh, my sister-in-law came over and me and her and my youngest daughter played a board game. Um, My sister-in-law and I shared a bottle of Moscato. I was asleep by 10.30 p.m., It was a perfect New Year's Eve for me. And January 1st ended up being really quiet. I worked the 31st um, earlier in the day. And then on the 1st, I went in to get some work done, but was able to go home early. I hate to complain about this stuff because it's busy and it's hard, but I also know that I'm incredibly blessed. I have people who are calling me and hiring me and want to talk to me and what more could I ask for I'm running a business this is how I make my living so this is a a wonderful thing but in the next couple of months and I'll have podcasts that'll talk about it because this is going to be maybe the most challenging 
three to four months of my entire career. I have court hearing on top of court hearing from now through April, including in that whole block of time, two week-long jury trials, so two separate jury trials. And I look at my calendar and someday I have, some days I have three or four hearings and I've been putting out motions to continue on the ones that are overlapping. It's just been crazy. Um, In the month of February, I think every single day I am in court. I was in court every single day except for one. And last week someone hired me for that one free day. And I think, how am I going to get through this? So that's some of the tips that I was thinking about. How do I get through this? And to use the Nike phrase, just do it. There's nothing I can do but just do it. I have to stay on top of things. I have to keep pushing ahead. This isn't a time when I can do things the way I like to do things. Generally, how I like to do things is check my email in the morning, answer phone calls in the morning, try to get out of the office and get some work done at a coffee shop or a restaurant, come back to the office, return more phone calls, return more emails, and um, and and get my work done. When it's like this, it needs to be a constant, constant rotation of getting things done because it'll pile up and it'll smother you. So I really, even though it was the holiday weeks, I knew that with my upcoming schedule, I was back in court on January 2nd and um, pretty much have court, like I said, every day in January, just about pretty much every day, I think every day in February, March starts up again, Um, April, there's always scattered hearings, but February is going to be my really tough month. I know I can't sit back on my laurels and say, well... I'll worry about this phone list tomorrow or worry about, worry about these emails tomorrow. So I have to stay ahead of it. So that's the big thing that I've really been pushing myself to do is just stay ahead of it. Um, and hopefully this all pays off and maybe because I have these jury trials coming up, um, I have a jury trial down the road during the summer, um, but it's very, very unlikely that I would have another jury trial scheduled um, before July, just because of how far out they get scheduled, unless there was some sort of cancellation or again, or something like that. But otherwise, um, February is my big push. So I was trying to stay on top of the phone. And um, I'm doing it in bulk, I'm getting on the phone, I'm returning calls, one after another, and I just get through my phone list. And while I'm doing my, f- my, while I'm on the phone, I, I don't multitask because it doesn't exist. As I said before, my attempts at multitasking in the past have led to me spilling cups of coffee into my keyboard. So that doesn't really work. So what I try to do is something that is manageable while you're on the phone. This is actually a time where if I'm concentrating on it, I can actually drink some coffee. Um, I just have to make sure that if I need to write something on a notepad or something like that, like my coffee cup's not, you know, sitting there. 
Um, I also can uh, sort my mail because as you know, a lot of mail is junk. Just sort it. It's also a time where I will clean up my email box. I won't answer substantive emails because that's when I spill my coffee. That's when I'm not hearing what people are telling me. That's when I'm writing crazy things in an email. But if I go through my emails and there's a ton of advertisements for books to buy or people who are trying to get me to hire them for search engine optimization, I'm just deleting those. And then it takes my 200 uh, new emails that came in and brings them down to maybe 50. And, and that takes a, a load off. Um, I'm constantly cleaning up my email because I keep things in my inbox, but I don't have a 40,000 email inbox. I never have. But I do have a few hundred, I would say, maybe between 100 and 200. And the way to keep that at that level is I always have to go in and keep cleaning them up. Um, so I'll keep an email in there because I'll know this is something that... Um, is important in a case right now or something that I need to attend to in the next few days or it's a minute entry of a case coming up so I want to keep it in my inbox but once that importance is gone once that item has moved on I save that email or delete it if I'm able to and get it out of there and that keeps my email up to date I do a lot of email cleanup at night when I'm just flipping through the channels. I might put on some old episodes of Sex in the City, and that's a great time to just kind of clean up your email. Also during this time, I need to schedule some personal things. And I scheduled a couple personal things during the break. Um, and then also as the next few weeks go, I have to try to schedule this as well. My trainer took a couple weeks off. That's starting up next week. I had a massage during the break. I've kept up with my walks. I threw in an extra walk or two because the it's a little chilly here. I know people will say, you're in Arizona. How cold can it get? But it's been in the 40s and 50s. That's cold for us. But it's also pretty beautiful for walking. So I want to make sure that I get out there and enjoy this weather before seven months comes and it's 200 degrees. I had a facial. I had a, a pedicure. I made sure I attended all my family gatherings and was really present and enjoyed. I've also, in the last couple of weeks, thought, okay, this is a new year, not a new me. It's the same old me, but there has to be new ways of doing things or refreshing my ways of thinking. The only way time management tips have really worked for me is if I'm constantly reminding myself of them. If I'm not picking up a time management book every once in a while or an organizational book every once in a while, these ideas get out of my head. So it's just a constant reminder. Here's a couple that I picked up over the holiday and I wanted to share them with uh, my audience. So one was Oprah, um, I read Oprah Magazine, which if you like things like health and wellness tips and time management tips and 
book reviews, um, articles about interesting people. Oprah Magazine is a one-stop shop for it. And I really enjoy it. The Oprah, um, one of my favorite things is Oprah's um, Christmas list. Um, oh gosh, I can't think of what she calls it. Her favorite things. Um, what she, her recommendations for some gifts for Christmas. They're usually things that maybe people don't need so much. But in the past, I've bought travel pillows that she's recommended, um, shoes, uh, like walking shoes that she's recommended. There's just been some really nice items. And a lot of times in her magazine, she'll have a promo code for like 20% off. And then you can get this product and it's really nice. Or she'll have a referral for like amazing cookies you can order, things like that. So um, she... At the beginning of January, um, she published a, Oprah Magazine published a, a special issue. It's called Let It Go, Your Guide to a Simpler, More Serene Life. How to De-Stress, Declutter, Recharge, Find Your Center, and Finally re Relax. This is what it says on the cover. It's not part of the regular subscription, but I think you can buy it. It said you could buy it at newsstands or you can buy it on Amazon. I ordered it on Amazon. It was 12 bucks. It's about the size of a magazine. And I've started looking at it and it is um, really great. It just talks about things like fight stress, Navy SEAL style, um, having patience be a skill, lightening your load. What's your boiling point regarding stress? Uh, creating a to-do list. Decluttering. Just really great things for kind of rethinking about the new year. Planning vacations. All things like that. So that was really fun. And, um, and I've started reading that. Another referral I have is for... An author named Sarah Knight, she wrote The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving an F. That book I don't like as much, but she also wrote Get Your S Together, and she also wrote You Do You. I actually like those two books a lot more, even though The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving an F is, I think, her probably her most popular book. And I went to Barnes & Noble for a meeting yesterday, and they had a table of her books, and she has a new one. And I, and I know I've said this in prior podcasts because I'm such a giant, giant fan of the library, but she had a new book called Calm the F Down, and then she also had a Get Your S Together journal. And if you bought them together, you got money off, and then I have a Barnes & Noble membership, so I got money off of that. So they basically cost no money. It just wasn't anything. And there's just great tips in both of them. Um, and I really liked the title and the theme of Calm the F Down because that's something I am constantly telling myself because I get so worked up about things. And the byline on this book is how to control what you can and accept what you can't so you can stop freaking out and get on with your life. And this is something I'm trying to do all the time. So I'm very excited about these books. I'm not too far into them because, like I said, it's been an unbelievable amount of work. 
in the last few days. Um, but I am, it's, it's Saturday afternoon as we speak, and I'm hoping for a quiet Saturday night and hopefully a quiet Sunday. All right. Another thing that I would say for the new year, and again, I don't love new year resolutions. I think everyone should always be trying to do their best and when I say this, I'm talking about to myself. I need to be trying to do myself. So every day is a new resolution for me in, in trying to do the best that I can. But the new year definitely has the feeling of this is brand new and you're doing a brand new calendar and the spring is coming and there's a little bit more light every day, all that sort of thing. So you're starting to feel like the newness of it. I know for people who are um, back out east, maybe it doesn't really feel like light at the end of the tunnel because you might have a few more months of just super crappy weather. But for Arizona, this is our, our magical time. This is the great time of year. So you do feel like, or at least I do, I feel like purging a little bit. And I don't expect to take a whole Saturday and spend my whole day cleaning the house from top to bottom. If anyone knows me, like that's not me, that's not happening. But I do try to think about little tiny purge product projects. And one might be um, going through my old swimsuits and getting rid of the ones that are stretched out and faded and whatever that just don't work anymore, or I don't like them or I don't wear them. Get rid of that. That's a small project. That can take you probably five minutes to go through swimsuits, shorts, that sort of thing. Or to clean out a drawer in the kitchen. That probably takes about seven minutes. Um, I try to put a, together a donation pile because you've gotten gifts in the last few weeks, most likely. and Or you've gotten gift cards and you're going to have some new stuff coming in. So get rid of a couple things. Does it have to be you go through every single piece of clothes no I also try to um just as I'm going through my clothes like looking for something to wear look at you know not go through all my clothes but maybe look at like five or six tops and say are these ones that I've worn in a while are these ones that I wear are they faded do I not like them do I feel good when I wear them if not throw them in a donation pile and I did this over the break. Was it the world's hugest donation pile? No, it wasn't. Like that was not my goal. But it was um, two bags and that's gone and out of the house and a little bit less clutter. One thing that I always do in, in terms of organization for the month of December and January is my Christmas decorations are in the downstairs closet. And every year when I take out the Christmas decorations to decorate the tree, I also organize that closet at the same time. I vacuum the inside of the closet. I get rid of um, old stuff in there. Unbelievably, um, I, I think my, obviously my 11-year-old has been dropping stuff in there, but she had an entire bag of old schoolwork. That went in the trash. There was really, really old old shoes that no one had worn, shoes that my daughter had grown out of, hats that were smashed, just things like that. There was a lot of trash in there and also some stuff that I was able to donate. And I organized the closet, 
all nice, took out what I needed, put everything, put the crates back. And then when I take down the decorations, do sort of the same thing, although it's easier because you're just putting the decorations back into a clean closet, but also just doing a quick organization of it. So that's just another little tip that I have. So these are just some things that I was thinking about as the year was starting and I was having this very, very busy week. Besides that, I wanted to talk about a couple of reviews for things to watch. For me, this time of year is a great time for binge watching TV or, or trying a new show. There's no new shows really coming on. Um, I always try to watch the same Christmas movies every year. I always watch Christmas Vacation, Elf, Love Actually, and oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the one that I always watch too. Oh, The Grinch, the Jim Carrey Grinch. So I always watch those. So that was done over the Christmas holiday. But otherwise, what am I watching that's just kind of relaxing? I've been re-binging The Sopranos and Sex and the City. I've said it before. I'll say it again. These are my all-time two favorite television shows and it's so fun to watch the Sopranos when it's cold and you're under a blanket and because I've seen it before I can fall asleep to it and I'm not missing any storyline things like that but I also wanted to give some recommendations for some stuff that I'm watching the last show that I did I talked about the show on Bravo called Dear John it's a mini series starring Connie Britton and Eric Bana. And it's a true story about a guy who was a con artist who conned this very successful, wealthy, just a great lady. And um, it's the story of what happened to her. I don't know how this ends. Um, I've purposely not read about it on Wikipedia. I started listening to the podcast, but I stopped the podcast where the show is left off. There's two episodes for the show. And I have no idea how it ends. Like I really, really don't. It's a true story. And I I can't even come up with a guess. Um, it's just such an odd story. It's very scary, like very cautionary. I think if people are out there dating, you're thinking, oh my gosh, what if I dated someone like this? Or what if I was married to someone like this? It's just very crazy. And I don't know how it ends. So hopefully I don't read a spoiler before the last two episodes. But tomorrow, uh, January 6th is the second to the last episode. And then the week after that is the last last episode. I also watched um, my daughters told me about this one. I can't even believe I didn't hear about it on my, myself. But I think I've talked about the Jason Bloomhouse. Um, movies. He's a producer. He does horror movies. He's done some pretty good ones. Um, he's done the, I believe he's done the Insidious movies. He's done The Conjuring. He did Truth or Dare. Um, oh gosh, I can't think of the one about the monster that lived in the dark. I can't think of the title of it. But I've enjoyed these movies. Oh, he did Happy Death Day, which I love, love, love. And I noticed that Happy Death Day 2 is coming out in February. I'm very excited about that. But he always has these great movies. And um, they're low budget, but they are always look pretty good and have some scares in them. Uh, I think they're really good. He, he did Unfriended, uh, The Purge. They're, they're just good horror movies. 
So on Hulu, there's a series by this producer. The series itself is called Into the Dark. And it's more like movies. It's sort of like the Black Mirror concept where there's, um, they're, they're usually like an hour 20, hour and a half for the, the um, episode. And so there's been four that have been released so far and they've gone along the holidays so the body was released in october that was halloween flesh and blood was released in november that was sort of thanksgiving themed puka released in december that was christmas and then a movie called new year new you and um, that was just released in January. And then there's another one coming out in February. And I don't know how many more there'll be after that. They're pretty good. I've seen the first two. And I started to watch the Christmas one, but just haven't gotten back to it. Uh, is it the greatest movie you've ever seen in your life? No. I mean, they're, but they're, they were very entertaining. Um, and you spend no money if you have Hulu. And it was part of the Hulu package. A super fun thing that came out on Netflix. So usually when Black Mirror does a new season, they will release it on um, during Christmas time. And there's been Christmases where they've just released one episode. Like there's the Black Mirror Christmas episode that was released in December. And I think it was last year where they released like six new ones. But this year they just did one. And it's a choose-your-own-adventure, literally a choose-your-own-adventure. You choose on your remote. And it's called Bandersnatch. And I used to love the choose-your-own-adventure books. I always checked them out from the library. I always asked my mom to buy them for me. I love them so much. And so you could do this on the TV. It takes you a while to get through it. If you just if it was just one episode start to finish, it would be about an hour and a half. I ended up playing around with it for about a little over two hours. And finally, I have to said, I can't keep going down these different paths. But it's really good how they do it. I can't even explain it. There's a lot about it on the internet. You can read about it on the internet where it will tell you the different storylines. I started to look at it, but then I didn't read it because I want to go back to it at some point and play with it some more. A quick couple quick movie reviews. I know that I love seeing movies any time of year. I especially love it during the Christmas holiday because it just feels a little bit more special, a little bit more festive. And then there's tons of movie releases. So there's three that I've seen in about the last 10 days. Mary Poppins Returns, Aquaman, and Bumblebee. I don't know if anyone would guess how I would rate them in, in what order, but I'm going to tell you right now. So the worst one was Aquaman. Don't go see this. It's not even campy where it's worth seeing it for that factor. Um, the special effects were fine. Um, but every movie has such great special effects now. Like, who cares? I did, you know, it's kind of amazing that they can make it like where the people are underwater and doing all this stuff. But... The storyline is so poor that it's that's not even worth it. Jason Momoa is definitely a star. He deserved a way better movie. Um, he's funny. He's good looking. It, it was like he was doing his best to try to save this movie, but he couldn't save it. 
no one else was really great. Like, they were fine. Like, even Nicole Kidman is in this movie, who's usually wonderful. She was, well, you know what? She was wonderful as usual. But the movie itself was just not good. And I hate to be negative because that's one of my things is that I want to be as positive as possible. That just makes you feel better the more positive you are. And I have the tendency to sway negative and sway to complaining. So I, I work very hard on that, but it's just not worth it. I don't even know if it's worth it as a rental. It just wasn't good. It ignores Justice League completely. And I know a lot of people didn't like Justice League, but I liked it. And um, Wonder Woman and Superman and Batman in that movie are very tied to Aquaman. And it's not mentioned. So you don't know if Aquaman is before Justice League or after Justice League. I don't think they have that as a consideration. I don't think they care. I just think they ignore the rest of the DC Comics universe. Um, Marvel is amazing at tying all that stuff together, even when it's not a huge part of the movie. Like Ant-Man and the Wasp from this summer, although it was a standalone, it had this tie-in to everything with the Avengers and the Marvel Universe, but wasn't consumed by it. Why couldn't they do that with Aquaman? I didn't get it. Um, Mary Poppins Returns was so much fun. I loved all the songs. I loved all the dancing. I loved Emily Blunt. I loved Lin-Manuel Miranda. It was really good. I will give a perspective from someone else, which is my sister-in-law loves 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 the original Mary Poppins and she saw it the new one and she kind of shrugged and she said a lot of it was very similar to the original Mary Poppins like they just redid it um and then called it something new and I said to her well it paid off for me because I never saw that one <laughs> which I know sounds crazy some movies I haven't seen where people are like you haven't seen that I didn't see the original Home Alone till last year and I kind of have a lot of things like that even though I see movies all the time it doesn't make sense uh, so she enjoyed it less than I did um, because she did see the original Mary Poppins and she also loves Julie Andrews but it, it's worth seeing I think kids like it a lot my daughter liked it a lot I was tapping my foot to the songs. I really liked it. Um, and then my favorite one out of the three was Bumblebee, which I know you're thinking, but isn't that really like a Transformers movie? Yeah, but in a way, no, because it just concentrated on the one Transformer, Bumblebee. He There was some other Transformers in the movie, but they were not the focus at all. So it wasn't the big Transformer movies with like the big fights and all of that. It had so much cuteness to it. The relationship between the main character and Bumblebee the Transformer. And everyone was good in it. Um, the girl's mom was good in it. So Haley Steinfeld was the main character. And um, her mom was... Oh my gosh. I'm not, usually I can remember this stuff, but I'm getting old. Um, she was in Californication, and she has a show uh, recently on TV, and she's very cute, and I can't remember her name. Um, anyways, you can look up the cast and see. But the rest of the cast was great, too. John Cena's in it, and I love John Cena. I love everyone who is a wrestler who is now an actor, and I don't watch wrestling. But between John Cena, Dwayne Johnson, and... Uh, Batista. These are like my three favorite actors right now. Like everything that they're in, I love. So definitely see Bumblebee. 
Um, maybe see Mary Poppins. It was very enjoyable. Skip Aquaman altogether. So that's my movie ratings and some of the big Christmas movies. I'm going to sign off for now. You can find me on Facebook under my name. You can find me on SoundCloud. You can find me on my website, brummerlaw.com. Instagram, Florence Law. I'm sorry, that's Twitter, is Florence Law. Instagram is Florence Legally Brunette. That's also Tumblr as well. Feel free to reach out to me if you have any show ideas or just want to send me a comment or a hello. Happy New Year, everyone, and I'm so happy to be back. Um, I wasn't sure um, how I was going to start the new year and starting it with a New Year's episode. So looking forward to talking to everyone next week. I'm going to sign off. Bye-bye.